watermelon is popping. Tell you right now, I love my melon. There's actually 50 shades of melon. Legalize it. Yeah. Melanin. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, I ready, I ready. Yes, you ready. Shea butter all over She said she like it like that, she like it like that. I got soul, I got soul. Oh God, what's up guys, what's up guys? Uh, Welcome guys back to another episode of... Highly melanated. Highly melanated. Welcome back to another. Welcome back to another episode of Highly Melanated. Well, today, hi guys. I'm Uh PJ. That sounds like people shopping in the neighborhood for gentrification. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys. Hey guys. PJ is here. Yushi. Red. And Blair. All right, and the gang is here, guys. We are here again, again. Episode 11, we are counting them up. Uh, Thank you for coming back if this is your first time listening to us. Welcome, niggas. We are happy to have you. Welcome. And if you are technically not a nigga, hey, guys, welcome. Welcome. I mean, you know. Welcome. Please enjoy your ride. Please have all of your seats back. Your seatbelts tightened. I was just about to. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> the exits are located in the front and back. And the of the back. Place. I was just about to say that. Please oh, put gosh. on your face mask before assisting others. Well, and make sure you have your glass of champagne. Because look, I, I'm putting my face mask on first. Uh, um, yeah, I can't yeah, lie. Uh, if I'm on that plane, it's me and my children's. They getting their face masks first. I'm like, Mama gonna be hot. I mean, but they can't. Be you <laughs> you can't put hard. it. On, you can't put it on there. But you, if you gasp it for air, they gonna get it first. If Am I the it. only one who's gonna be running people's pockets? <laughs> I'm done. You supposed <laughs> to run your shit. <laughs> I'm done. I can't. Oh god. So again, anyway, guys, thank you for coming. If this is your first time here, you know, thank you. If this is your 11th time coming back, thank you again. Uh, we are here. We are happy. And if this is, we we greatly appreciate you coming back, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Um, yeah. Merci beaucoup. I wish I could say it in other languages, but that's all I got. Gracias. Gracias. I was about to say. Gracias. Gracias. Gracias, Poppy. <laughs> uh, I want to shout out anybody specific, anybody wanted to think about anybody at all. 
Yeah, mm. we just got a new uh, listener. Uh, big up, Tyron from Grenada. Spice Isle. Yes, hey. subscribe five stars. All right, guys. Hello yes. Hello to everybody out thank in you, Grenada. Thank you. Thank you, thank you Grenada. All right, guys. Continue to um, continue to subscribe to us. Five stars. Rate us five stars. Leave comments. Um, also, want to do give a shout out to uh, somebody who actually left a comment on one of our one of our episodes, uh, Mr. Patrick Lee. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, Big up yourself. Yeah. Hey, Patrick. You, you are the on, uh, MVP of the day. Woo! You. you the real MVP. <laughs> okay. I know we crazy. Just yeah. lay out. It is also hot up in this month. It feel good. All right. So like, okay. So let's see. I'm going around taking orders. What will you have for appetizer, Blair? Okay. Look. How was your week? <laughs> Here's the thing about my week. <laughs> <laughs> you should see her. She's like rubbing Here's her forehead and her temple right now. And her eyebrows. Oh, like it's 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 about to start twitching, which is why I'm trying to soothe it. So I'll tell y'all this story real quick. Everybody who knows me knows that I have a slight phobia of birds. Okay. I don't like birds. I have a, a fear of birds. All birds or just like... <sighs> Pretty much all birds, like the smaller birds, I can deal with. So okay. hummingbird, you'll be all right. You know, I, that's all right. All that's right. all right. But like the bigger the bird gets, the so the, the bigger the fear is. Albatross. So like living no. here in New York with these pigeons is just like, oh my God, like it's terrifying. So last week on set, um, I can't give out the details of it, but there were live chickens mm. on set last week. <laughs> Live chickens. Live chickens that I had to walk through, and it took every ounce of just every just call on Jesus, everything in me to just not, like, completely lose it. And so I was doing a really, really great job, like, walking through these chickens and, like, not, like, losing my shit. And then for the last couple of takes, they decided that they wanted to, like, put the chickens in like this little like pen kind of area. So they're fenced off, you know, they're kind of like roped off and it's like this like penned in like fence, except the top of it is still open. So theoretically, like somebody could like reach in and like grab a chicken if they wanted to and like be on their way. I know. It'll all make sense like once the movie Girl, comes out. Grab you a do not out. understand. <laughs> it will all make sense. Dinner. Once no, the chicken once the chicken. Dinner? Once the movie comes out. Okay. So I'm like, uh-huh. okay, cool. Like I can kind of like breathe a sigh of relief because the, the chickens are now contained. You know. <laughs> contained chicken. Oh my god. It's when you <laughs> least expect it that the devil tries you because that's when my guard was down. Let me tell y'all. The director yelled action, and I walked by this chicken coop fence thing. All I saw out of the corner of my eye. The containment camp. The containment camp. Oh, my God. (laughs) All I saw out of the corner of my eye was this big, white, flapping figure. This (laughs) mother effer climbed up like the trellis of, like, the fence, jumped out, landed on my shoulder <laughs> and y'all know I'm tall so it like it got some height up underneath it okay, okay. to get Terrifying. on my shoulder I'm six foot tall to get on my shoulder y'all I flipped out I screamed so loud and took off running 
that all I heard behind me was cut, 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 cut. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been just like having a little bit of PTSD from that experience last week. So that was my week. Somebody else talk about theirs. (laughs) Okay. That's so interesting. All right. Wow. So that was symbolism. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that was really symbolism. Yeah. Yeah. Of the white cock. You know what? <laughs> the white I was like, cock. that's not Are you understanding I what he's saying? You know I'm going to go dirty. Don't, you know I'm don't gonna go dirty. run for it. Here, <laughs> don't run for it. You know what? That, so, okay. Mm. Anyway, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> not even going to go there. Not going to do it. Okay. Red, how was your week? I'll talk about my week. Um... So for you, for those of you who don't know or don't follow me on Instagram, one of the things that I recently went on was a trip to Missouri. So Missouri. I went, Missouri. Missouri. Uh, <laughs> that's, 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 that's what I said. Missouri. Missouri. M-I, cricket letter, cricket letter, O-U-R-I. No one could do it better. Nelly. All right, now. Look, Nelly has a fan. All right. You tried it. Demeter, tick one. One fan. You tried it. Wow. Anyway, so what happened in Missouri? <laughs> no, no, no. I just <laughs> want to go visit. Oh, no, screw y'all. Y'all can't, y'all can't, y'all can't be Nelly fans now. Okay, look. It's gonna make you feel good. Whatever. <laughs> it is getting hot here. Like I feel like we should be like jeans, <laughs> <laughs> boots, with the furs. I'm sorry. I mean, I'll wait look, look, let's, let's stop because we're we're we're, we're creating we're, we're creating a dilemma right now. We are. Notice how I didn't do any of this. No, I went to go. Um, so I went uh, to go visit my boyfriend's family. So that was very interesting. Nice. Um, to because that was the first time I met them in person. Ah. So I uh, went. I went down there and I, um, you know, met his mom, met his dad. But I think the the thing that I really took a lot of joy out of was actually with the little kids that they have there. They were so cute. So they had. Um, they have three kids. Well, I should say there's more than that. But the small kids, um, there was one that was two years two years to three years of age um uh Kaden and then Sydney and then um then there was Amelia who's five and then you had some of the bigger kids as well who are like 12 and 15 so that was very interesting because of the fact that anybody that knows me going back to what I said I think in one of the earlier uh, podcast episodes I love kids so like the fact that like Amelia would just come like bursting through the the bedroom door like to come and hang out with er, earlier in the morning just like hey how you doing Uncle Red it was it was very it was a very beautiful thing so um, I had like a really good time just hanging out and then of course um, eating barbecue as well did your your your, uh, biological clock Start ticking a little louder. No, it's it's always been pretty like ding dong, motherfucker. <laughs> like, oh damn, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who at the door? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I really do. I've always had a, a, an affection for kids. Well, like, parents, huh? you know, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, they're all in another state, so don't matter. You know, don't matter at all. Here you go. And this was a, a designated trip with the purpose of like, hey, come eat my family or. A um, couple other things as well that we just like family, some family things that we need to just take care of. So oh. like we, you know, okay. I went down there and that made sounds sure beautiful. You're so silly. That's, that's a heartbeat. Boop boop. Is it? Boop boop. Boop boop. Boop boop. I never. Bloop bloop. Bloop bloop. Bloop bloop. Bloop bloop. 
We will, we will. There's so many different ways we could have went with that. So that was just that was a heartbeat because you met the parents. Yeah, I mean, no, it was a beautiful thing, and I'm I'm glad I did. They're they're very nice people. So wonderful. Well, I wasn't listening. This is the first time meeting the parents. Meet in person, yeah. That's why I wrote that. I can't see what you wrote from here because he only um he's only gone back and visited since we've been together only once, like out of the seven, you know, so. Oh okay, so it was really good. I mean, she went to show you like the girl. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so for those you don't know, she took on the the whiteboard. She started writing on there. Y'all getting hitched boop, so. boop, with a with a vibrating with, heart. With a vibrating heart. It is vibrating. Like she actually drew it like it was vibrating. Mm-hmm, like the emoji. <laughs> that do not look like the emoji. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Is it today like a national emoji day or some crap? Was, is it? It was, was recently. Yesterday. It was yesterday. Oh my god, you're gonna give us a dread emoji finally, a Rasta? Smoking a joint? <laughs> no. Where's the eyes got real big? Like, are they? I'm just saying a Rasta emoji would be kind of dope. I mean, if somebody don't make if we it should it should exist. He's gonna be like You sounds like you're weak. Yeah, man. So yeah, my weekend was actually pretty great. Um spent Saturday with the fam. We did a wine tour. Um we went to we, we planned out to do four wineries. We ended up doing seven. Uh, one of my mom's friends had joined us later, so it was me, my mom, my auntie, and uh, her couple of friends. We all went out. We had a great time, and um, from each winery, we received uh, glasses and we had the tours. We walked down the vineyards. It was just amazing and i love nature so being in the poconos to be able to do these wine tours like each one is like 30 minutes apart (laughs) so you're in the backwood country getting that real country view and it was it, it was pretty amazing um yeah so that was my weekend besides my daddy like you got a man Wow. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> Seriously, Pop. Like, here we go, Pop. Let me know. It begins, right? Let me know. But anyway, it was all good other than that. <laughs> so my week was actually pretty, pretty fucking awesome. Um, this past couple of this past couple of days actually was, I went to see. As many of you who know me know, that I am a humongous Selena Johnson fan. And- um, well, <laughs> and I've seen her numerous, numerous times. This is actually will be the ninth time I've seen her front and center. Um, she is by far just. I love her spirit. I love her energy. She's um, real. She's honest. Her voice actually does something really terrible to my soul. Meaning, like it does something to me. And it's like I even like let you guys like see a little of it and you guys aren't as big fan as i am um but it was really a good experience to to see her again um perform and then at the end when we you know we were all talking or whatever and she already seen me several times and she took look at my beard and she was like well this is new okay well what's going on here because as many of y'all know already um the sun has magically changed my beard plus uh dark and lovely <laughs> part sun, part, part sun, dark part, and lovely. Part sun, dark and lovely. Um, has I, you know, it's like a reddish auburn. I finally wanted to max, make it all match. Um, but that was part one of a great weekend. The other part was, yeah. So I went to see a buddy of mine. His show, um, my buddy of mine, uh, Paris Creighton the Third. He has a show. It's called The Black Faith Plays. It was a, it's a three part trilogy. This was the third part that is about. Um, titled the Holy Ghost, um, 
but it wasn't as as it sounds it was actually a really good um it's an excellent show um and i was just happy to see him doing his thing and then the last part was uh i got to spend time with my younger brother Nice. and i don't really see um my brother um ever as often as I'd like to because he's he's extremely busy with work. Um, but it meant a lot for, for me to actually like come over his house. Finally, he's available. I'm like, hey, I'm in your area. What are you doing? He's like, I'm cleaning my room, then I'm going to grill. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm on my way over there. This child don't know nothing about nothing when it comes to any type of grilling. What? No. Now, the importance of us getting closer is because I was he was four years old when I was kicked out the house, mm. so our relationship has never really been as tight as it should be as a brother little brother. Even my young middle brother has his own you know feelings towards that, and we'll get into that later. I understand. Um, but for him to for me to actually come over and then thaw out his chicken because he just got it and it was frozen and didn't know what to do with these chicken wings, Aww. didn't know how to make burgers. He lives with these uh, three colonizers and they don't um, know anything about cooking anything that we cook. But how you don't know how to cook a burger on a grill? You just light it on fire, put the burger on That's fire. it. You just light it on fire and put the meat so on you. it. You put the, yeah, see, but that, that's how Knowing that's all how. those steps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of things in between. You yeah, that's, the, that's, the, that's the thing in between. It. What? There's another step? <laughs> wow. Thought that was it. So yeah. they, let me tell you how they, like. I remember you sending me the picture of the, the, the chicken frozen block solid it was like all these wings and it was just like in a blob i was just like just put it on the grill let's just see what happens <laughs> <laughs> that's what he would It'll have done apart eventually no. no that's what he would have done so I, you know, parts of it will be a little underdone but so, you know you know i went through their stuff and they had like five different kinds oh. of garlic oh. and like they had all these seasonings that just don't go together but why did there so many of them how do you like your chicken medium medium rare oh my god so i made like you know i seasoned the meat for the, <laughs> the i seasoned the wings right. and seasoned the burger like the the ground beef and everything and actually and he took a bite of it he's like oh my god he's like wow this is seasoned i was like ah, <laughs> i'm done i was like you know i, I was like you know you could share I with him he said I, I said you could share with your roommates he said they're not gonna eat it they're just not gonna eat this yeah no it's spicy it's it's it it, it, it tastes good it's so. flavorful i need salt and pepper only <laughs> you know a little sprinkle so but uh chicken is a thing no 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 oh, he's no. talking about no. i'm talking about the no. uh Burgers. Well, if it about. is, it shouldn't be. It's disgusting. That's that's called uh. That's take called salmonella. To, okay, take me to the hospital. But um, mm, the yeah, so I, salmonella. <laughs> but yeah, so it just it was great. It was just great to be around <laughs> my. I love being around my family. My my other brothers, twins, daughters were here, and I got to see them. And I haven't seen them since they were like one, two. So, yeah, it's Good. been. A, I love family. Good. I know that was, that meant a lot to you. It meant a lot. It meant like that's wonderful. Everything. It was wonderful. Wonder. That's not a word. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. Prepared to be amazed by medium rare chicken. Oh God, that's disgusting. <laughs> uh, Y'all can Google it. No real talk. Go- Google Ew. it. Like, go to Google and type in medium rare chicken. No. Why would I do that to my phone? Because I need them to understand I, that this ain't a joke. No. But I'm sure some people have probably <laughs> PJ is holding his face. That's don't throw disgusting. up. Please don't throw up. I started. What, what, what is that with like the tasty videos? Who's oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what was that that show that used to come on E? Talk Soup. So meaty. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love Talk Soup. 
Uh, with uh, John, uh, the first guy that was stop on it. it. Stop looking, Yushi. Stop. Stop. Put the phone down. No, Put it the down. No, place in the world that where, nope. where it's acceptable. Don't nope. do it. Where they eat monkey brains. Don't do it. Well, I mean, like, like hey. that's some old uh, <laughs> Kalima. <laughs> Kalima. <laughs> oh my God. So we're gonna go around. Um, I was having a conversation with a really, really good friend of mine. Shout out to you. Uh, and we were having a conversation about um, growth and as far as how much we've individually have changed and things that we've been through. Uh, and we were discussing what it was like to have all these insecurities and look at ourselves in different types of ways. So you know, we was having this really great conversation about uh, growth and change, and. It was it was um, bringing it up in reference to how he's known me for a, many, many years. And a few years ago, I was probably more aggressive than most. Um, and I realized that that was because of a lot of things that I had put in front of me that let me not to be as honest and authentic as I can possibly be because I was hiding behind all the pain and all the anger and all the things that I held so dear from my childhood to my adulthood. Um, some things that were physically you can see uh, and some things that you couldn't see. So the conversation actually, and this was just at Applebee's. We were just having, no, I'm sorry, TGI Fridays. We were just having this conversation and um, you know, he has uh, a kidney condition. So he has dialysis he's had dialysis he's had numerous things so because of his surgeries and things of that nature and we've all you know he's one of our good friends we all worried about him um he has physical scars um and there were the conversation started to change in reference to what is what is it what does your scars mean to you um your physical as well as your emotional scars as far as what does it take to celebrate like in order for you to get in order for you to mature and grow there has to come a point when you look at yourself and you celebrate your scars as opposed to being victimized and being pain whether they're physical or emotional and it, it was an eye-opening conversation so i kind of want to have it with you guys and i kind of wanted the listeners to have to think about this as well um what scars do you have um and have had and how do you celebrate them if you do blair Um, so when I was thinking about this, I was trying to figure out what that meant to me as far as like, what scars do I have? Um, and it kind of led me down like this path of like, okay, what does that mean? How do I feel about it? And it really just kind of led me to like, okay, like more so what am I or have I been like truly embarrassed about about myself that I haven't wanted to like fully like embrace or admit to or just kind of um put on display but it is it is a part of me it is something that happened and it's like it's it's there like it's 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 part of my history um it's just something that I've always kind of wanted to just kind of like kind of throw a throw a blanket over um so my um a little more about myself I don't know if I t if I've went into detail about this before but before I started doing modeling and acting full-time I worked in um 
fundraising for higher education. So I was one of those people in college, uh, for those of you guys who get phone calls from your alma mater asking uh, for donations to I've to done. their university. I was one of those students in college who like made phone calls to people and that started me down this really wonderful career path that was so good to me. Um, it, it came like really easily to me. Like I was able to just, cause it really is all just about like connecting with people and just having a conversation with people and making them feel comfortable. And that's really all that sales is at the end of the day. Um, so I did really well at that job as a student and kind of just found myself immersed in this new career. And so after I graduated, I was, I was recruited like, eight months before graduation and like secured like all these different like job opportunities to like go to other schools and like manage their like fundraising programs. So I worked at my alma mater for a little while and then I worked at um, the University of North Carolina and then I worked at Johns Hopkins and then and that was all with one company. And then I left that company to go and work at the University of Dayton because I was following. Um, well, I was recruited by a friend who I had who was my old boss at like the old company that I worked at so he had left and went to this university out in Ohio and then after he left he recruited me to come and work because he was rebuilding the program there and he wanted me to manage a new part of the program that they were building there so all these great opportunities and like my career path was like just skyrocketing like it was just like I was always getting headhunted by like all these different like schools and programs and stuff. It was crazy because it was like I've only been here for so long and now I've got like other people like calling and asking me to come to like their school and work for them. So it was great. I loved I loved the job. I loved the opportunities that it gave me. I loved the experience that it gave me. And I just loved what I did as far as being able to raise money to provide opportunities for students that they wouldn't have otherwise being able to provide them with you know just just scholarships to be able to go to college um being able to provide them with you know the best lab equipment and you know all all this stuff that is building like our future leaders of tomorrow like i really believe in like that mission i think that's part of the reason why this job was so easy for me um but i always kind of felt in the back of my mind that I was supposed to be doing something else. Um, so like when I first first started um, in this career after graduation, one of the things I wanted to do was I wanted to um, work for a college out in California because I thought if I work for a college out in California that I can also like kind of pursue like acting a little bit too. Like I'll be in the land where like that's a possibility. Um, so it was always kind of in the back of my mind that like this wasn't supposed to be it for me. There was more for me, but I had a good job. I got paid really well. I was good at what I did and I got very comfortable. I got very, very comfortable. I got very complacent, I think. And while I was working for this particular university, I really did just get stuck in a routine that really just messed with just my psyche and my mental health. Like I was, I was so bored and like, it just, it just wasn't healthy for me. Like I was in the same routine, like every day. And I started to realize like, I need to break out of this. I need to shake this up. Um, fortunately an opportunity came along where, um, they kind of saw that they were like, you know, like if we don't do something, we're going to lose her. So they were like, hey, do you want to move to New York 
and manage the East Coast program that we've got going on out there. And I was like, sure, like, why not? Like, that sounds great. That's something new. It's exciting. It'll be able to, like, help me, like, at least put me in a new environment. Um, so I came out here to New York and um, ran the program out here. But again, like, the same kind of issues kind of kept coming up. And now looking back on it, I know that I know that it was because I was supposed to be doing something else. Um, but I have never been somebody to just quit something like I've never quit anything like I've never like well I take that back um the only thing I did quit was I quit the company that I was working with before I went to this particular university because I had to go from external employee to internal employee so I did have to quit that company but other than that like I've never quit anything I've always like aged out of something or my term was up so I've never really had to like make that decision for myself to go in a different direction or go on a different path so long story short um I ended up getting fired and that was so devastating to me like it broke me so bad because I have never ever 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 failed at anything and to like have that on my record to like have like this like this black this 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 red ink on my record is just like it's such a huge hit to just just my self-esteem and it, it it just it really messed with me like it really really destroyed me um so but the thing is it had to happen and it had to happen that way because if it didn't I never was gonna move I never was gonna budge and I literally I, I say that all the time to this day like I feel like I feel like God had been telling me for the last, for at that point, for at least the last two years, like I had a clear message from God was like, you know, you're supposed to be doing something else. Why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you doing it? And whether it was just me being stubborn or me being fearful, I just, I didn't move. I sat on my hands and I was like, well, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to move. I'm not going to move. And then I really just kind of feel like he finally just got fed up with me. I was like, all right, you're not going to move. I'm pushing you off the cliff. You have no choice. Okay. You're doing this. And I, and I'm, I hate the way that it happened, but I'm so grateful that it did happen because I never would have moved otherwise. Like I needed to be, I needed to be pushed into this new direction and yeah, it sucks. And I still feel so much embarrassment about it. Like even now, just actually like saying to you guys, like I got fired. Like I always like whenever I tell people about like me transitioning into this new career, I always say, oh, I, I you know, like I left. I left the university. You know, I never said I quit. You know, it's just, oh, I left the university and just kind of like left it like ambiguous like that because I didn't want to admit that scar to myself or to the world that I have like this, you know, this scar. But 
it had to happen that way because if it didn't, I would not be where I am right now. And I'm in such a better place now. Like I love what I'm doing. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm able to like get up each day and have an excitement about what it is that I'm doing that day. And yeah, like I took a huge pay cut um, and I'm living a different life than I was before. But I think that it's it's such a better life and I'm so grateful for like I said I hate the way that it happened but I understand that it had to happen that way in order for me to be where I am now so let me ask you then um how do you because okay so what I what I got from that entire story was the scar that you have to that you have from that is a scar of shame mm-hmm. and the, the scar of inadequacy feeling that you weren't good enough at that moment how now do you celebrate that moment was it because now you know that you had to go through that point right there to get exactly where you are like what is it that when you think about that time of your life and where you are now are you thankful like what is it about that part that gives you some type of well so I I will say that it's a it's a scar of of shame and I think that that's all it is like I don't think it's a a scar of inadequacy because there were other things that were going on, um, that I don't need to go into detail about it but there were like other things that were going on that made me feel like it's not that I don't know what I'm doing um, with my job it's just. Anyway, um, so yeah, it was a, it was it was a scar of shame, and I think that the way that I like celebrate it now is first like admitting to it, um, and not trying to um, sugarcoat it, like just calling a spade a spade, saying what it is, because I think like once I, you know, just kind of look it in its mouth and like call it what it is, it it takes away, you know, the the unease about it. And if I'm a little more matter of fact about it, I can accept it more. And like I said, like it, if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be where I am now. So I'm very grateful that it did happen. And I want that to be like when I'm like, you know, big and famous and like (laughs) all that, like I I know this is going to be a testimony for somebody and I will shout it from the rooftops. Like I will tell people like, look, like this is what I went through to get here. You know, I don't have like the 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 fairy tale or the perfect um, journey to success. And I don't think anybody does. Um, It's always, you know, it went a little left. It went a little right. Like nobody's path to success is a straight line and so I I'm excited about being able to tell people like look like these are the hardships that I went through to even get where I am now you know so I think that's another way that I celebrate it is you know being more eager to kind of tell people about it whereas before like it was definitely like you know put it in the closet and close the door. We don't need to talk about that. I don't want anybody to know about that. Yeah. Okay. I, guess. I mean, anybody want to say anything? Right. I mean, I don't want to be the one. I'm not going to be asking everybody the same question. Like, this is a conversation for us all. I, I, I mean, I, 
it's so funny like ever since that I, I met you Blair there's so many similarities that me and you have um, you know just in terms of how we feel and how we view life in general because I think that we want some of the similar things mm-hmm. and from what I'm hearing from you is that you you want to make sure that you're you're not pandering to that to those failures and that you're being as uh, your your best self and you can be successful um and, and that's ultimately how i felt with a lot of different things i know with me personally um there's a lot of stuff that i keep to myself because i feel that it has so many uh negative connotations and emotions to it that i go is better left to just keep them bottled in mm-hmm. so like you know you talk about how like you know fate just pretty much had to just like push you out to like let you know like what's best for you i mean i mentioned it earlier the same thing with with going to school like there's it's like a handful of people not even that know that i basically got on academic probation and i and i pretty much failed out mm-hmm. you know um and for a long time i kept that to myself because it really meant for me to come to the realization that I went I traveled hundreds of miles to get away from family and get away from my neighborhood and all that other stuff to be in a place where I thought that I was going to try and better myself only for me a few semesters later to pick up all my stuff and move back home and um if you were to speak to my parents you they would tell you that I was in a very bad state I was very depressed I mean, I came back home. I went back to my old. As a matter of fact, I didn't have my old room because once I moved out, my sister took over my old room, which mm-hmm. was um, I used to live in an attic. Um, and it was because it just had all this space and I made it my own. And then um, when I left, um, she took over that room because it has more space for her. So I had to come back and I had to move into her old room. I had to rearrange everything. I painted the walls black. You know, kind of like very eerie and and dark, but, you know, it was because I wanted to just like really keep to myself and really not have that part of me shown again. Um, And for me, it it really translated when we talk about an emotion like or or a scar, it really translated into guilt for me Mm -hmm. because ultimately I felt guilty for not utilizing everything that I had. So I went to school, you know, and I I think I've mentioned this on a previous podcast. I went to school. I had a a decent family. Like there was nothing ever like seriously wrong, you know. Um, But I, I wasted my time on not studying enough, partying too much, um, worrying about what other people thought. Mm. Um, And it kind of translated into me not spending enough time for myself because and i tell people this all the time it's not that i can't do these engineering classes it's not that i can't do calculus four and differential equations it's not that i can't do that is that i just didn't want to i was like oh like i'm just gonna do this and like oh this group over here and that people those people over there like that's what i really focused on um and it, it and i realized for a very long time it was it was a systemic issue for me, right? Where I could not deal with or take failure well. I mean, 
to this day, I, there's things that are going on with me and I'm all like, how do I deal with that? How do I let go? I mean, me and PJ talk about it all the time that we have to, that, you know, I need to look at other things or I need to do different things. So, you know, and, and I just, I'm like, no, cause I think I can fix it. No, I, can, I think I can do it. No, I think I can, you know, try and change that. And it's so the, the, the thought of failure is just so painful to me because I want to have a certain portrayal of myself in mm-hmm. the public eye. Um, I, I don't let go of the fact that, you know what, it might not be something that they care for, but it's how I feel at the end of the day. So if I'm not feeling good about myself, why do I hold on to it? It's kind of like me asking you the, the question, like, you know, why did, why did, why did fate, why did God have to say, Hey, you know, and fire, you know, have you fired or terminated? Why did that have to take that? Why did we not take that time to realize it ourselves mm-hmm. to just, you know, fix it? Because all this translates into is guilt versus time. You spend all that time feeling guilty, feeling like you got to do this, you got to do that, like you got to provide. I, you know, I, I, I often feel like I'm a big provider, you know, and I, and I want to be able to provide. So if I don't, if I, you know, if I lose my job or if I stop going to school, how does that affect everybody else around me? And, you know, sometimes, of course, think about that, especially if you have like a family, kids, whatever. But sometimes it's really like, is this what's best for me? And I think... um I think I'm I think I'm still trying to map my way through it. Mm-hmm. I think um So what are the some of the things that you're doing to like to map your way through it? I think I'm being honest with myself and I think I'm starting starting to outlet more to like things that I know for a fact like I for me like I think that I sit down and I really take in uh, kind of like a personal inventory if you will of what am i what am i missing you know i really try and like be try really trying to become as specific as possible so i know for me i know creativity is a very big part of me so you know when i was you know sometime last year when i felt like i wasn't being as creative as i need to be i started taking acting classes and i started taking um you know uh, improv and, and really started to focus on like the, what would make me feel better and that helped such a great deal because now it was like i have this other outlet yes i have the business side but i have this other outlet um so i think a lot of times it's just taking a personal inventory of everything that's going on but boy when i tell you that that feeling of guilt holds you down so much I mean, even today, I was having a conversation with my, my, my mom and my dad, and they was just like, there's no re- re- reason for you to feel guilty. Everybody's fine. Everybody's taken care of. Everybody, you know, just need to, you need to figure out what you want. So, like, even, like, listening to, like, as you were saying how you and Blair are very similar, right? So, you, she, and I are very similar on the other side because you guys are, your your scars are very um they're not on the they're very thinking uh it's uh, you're so you guys are thinking like how do you how am i trying how am i wording Cerebral? this they're air yeah, and fire. yeah 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 so you're in fire and you and i are earth and water yeah so and so what what ten, yeah so yeah very cerebral so what tends to happen is that what what gets in the way for you for you guys is 
actually perception and things of that nature and what it what it not necessarily what it feels like if that makes any more if that makes sense because for I would say for us um and I'm oh, I'm going to speak for myself actually instead of speaking for you she because I can't speak for her um I'm an emotional person so majority of my scars are just all emotional things that not many things that you can actually physically see um the scars that I do have that you can physically see that also ties in with everything emotional um like you know growing up um <sighs> So growing up with a parent um, that wasn't the nicest, you know, and uh, I do have certain marks on my body that I that reminds me of that. Um, And like without going into too, too, too much detail, um, you know, my the man who raised me as his son, again, it, it takes it takes a strong man to raise another man as their child, which is I give him all credit for. Um, and there are a lot of things like I don't want to go into too much detail because it's conversations that my mother and I need to have prior to me just putting it out there like that. Um, but f- coming from that, um, that created such a a need for love and attention from anyone because the only love and attention I ever got from him or when it would come out would be in pain or in punishment when I even do anything. Um, and then it's tied together with the, I only do this because I love you. So my scar is not really ever understanding what it really means to be loved. Um, un- up until the irony of all of this, that we were supposed to record this yesterday. And yesterday was the the birthday of my twin flame of, of Clarence. Um, first boyfriend who passed away. I bring him up a lot because he is a very, very strong part of who I am. Um, and uh, one of my major scars because that ties in with my guilt that ties in with how I deal with others that ties in my abandonment issues. I'm, I'm afraid that, you know, if I really start caring for someone too, too long or too much that they're going to leave and I can't get to them because, you know, not to say that they're all going to die, but it's been, I there are parts of me that makes me feel like I am the in-between guy. Like either I'm the one before they transition to something to another life or the one they get with before they transition into another relationship. Like I make them better, but no one makes me better. And um, so I went through this whole phase of like a whole phase um where i became like addicted to sex you know and it 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 came off so left than of who i truly am as an individual um that it just became something that i just wore on my sleeve like i'm just i can have conversations all day about sex i still can but i don't treat it the same way that i used to Um, I used to think that that's what made me a person. That's what made me, you know, important, you know, my knowledge of sex, my knowledge of different bodies and, you know, what it takes or, um, what I went through with my last relationship where our relationship was built on sex, you know? Um, so the scar that 
I've held on to for so long was the feeling that I am nothing more than like I I I'm only here just to please anybody sexual else. Object. Not even not even just a sexual object, sexual object uh punishment like I I'm I'm not good to anybody unless they're using me for something. Um cuz I and if they weren't using me for something, then I'm useless. And that's when, like, you know, suicidal thoughts and things come at. So I, you know, we, I really wanted us to actually do this uh, yesterday. Unfortunately, we couldn't record yesterday, uh, which is fine because other things had happened during that time anyway. Um, but it, it's, it always, after having the conversation with my friend and talking about growth and, looking at yourself in the mirror sometimes it like it takes time to like really understand like after all the heartache that you've ever been through with relationship after relationship with friends you know who come in and out your life and who just use you and use you up because i've always been used and used up and that's how i always felt um to where i became a hermit after a while i disconnected from everybody um and that's not anything like my character because i like to play like to be around everybody you know, and make people laugh, but it doesn't always mean that I'm laughing on the inside. So how I celebrate it now is I talk about it. I admit it, like how you were saying, you know, Blair, that, you know, that guilt that you held on to that you didn't really speak about it. And the, 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 the way you feel, the more you admit it and admit where you were and how it's now catapulting you or catapulting me to where I am now. Um, I would have never thought that I would be where I am. Um, And, you know, I still, you know, suffer with manic depression and go through these moments where I don't feel like, you know, like we did the episode uh, check in, but don't check out. Um, you know, I still go through those moments and I, I think I actually just went through a, a moment last week, but it was only for like four hours. Um, and I had to get up out of my bed because I didn't want to do anything and just stare at my mirror. And I have two mirrors in my bathroom, a, a trifold mirror. So I opened it like I'm looking at all three different angles of myself and I'm talking to myself. And I started crying like out of nowhere. Like I don't even know where those emotions came from. Um, and it, it it really had nothing to do with what I was like depressed about, you know, but there's a lot of things that are like start to come out once you start talking about it and being honest and being truthful. And that was the conversation that him and I had. And now, now that I can honestly celebrate those times that I that put me through those things um I don't really feel as strongly as I felt about it I feel better I feel like I've grown a lot more than I thought I ever could if that makes any sense if I'm making any sense to anybody it does Mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense just because you 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 have to I think part of it is admitting if you if you if you lie to yourself then who's going to tell you the truth Mm -hmm. exactly you know and it it it's just it takes a lot out of you because you don't want to I think everybody wants to view themselves in the most positive light or positive manner possible. But um admitting it allows you to understand where you were at and what you were missing, you know. 
And I think it takes that the the power that it has over you, it takes it away. Like if you're able to like look it in the face and like say what it is and admit to it and not like I said, like try to like sugarcoat it or explain it away or, you know, try to change it up. Like if you can call it exactly what it is, it takes away like whatever power it has over you because mm-hmm. it just makes it plain. It makes it matter of fact. And and that's with everything. I think that's with everything. It's not just whatever our scars are. I think it's really like if you can admit it, then you can see what's wrong and you realize that everything is not wrong about it. It's just this. And why is it just this? You know, when it came to the school thing, again, I failed out because of why, not mm-hmm. because I'm dumb. Right. Which for the longest, I felt that way. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't get fired because I'm incompetent. Right. You know, I mean, and, and, and you're absolutely right with that, even with that thought process, because, you know, I wasn't, you know, if, if I tra- if I take what you just said um, and use that in my situation, um, my the man who raised me is my son, um, his son, which I would still call him my father. He had a he had a drug problem. He had an he had an issue and he took it out on me. I felt like it was my fault that I allowed this to happen. When when Clarence died, I wasn't there. The first time I felt like it was my fault that it happened because it's the first time I did my last relationship. He like just good moments, mostly bad moments. I felt like it was my fault most of the time. So every single time I always try to prove like I always felt like I had something to prove. Like I'm not this bad guy. I'm like even like in friendships and like I used to really worry about like people not liking me. You know, like, why don't you like me? I, I'm a, I'm a really nice guy. Like, there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah, I'm sarcastic, but I'm a nice guy. You know, and uh, I've learned that I don't, I, I don't fall victim to the same kind of emotional feeling that I had before because I admit a lot more now than I did before. So, mm-hmm. hmm. what about you, Yves? What about me? I um, am emotional, but my emotions run extremely deep. So I was literally sitting here running over um, my mind on what topic, which scar. (laughs) Because there's so many. That's why I put on a bubbly smile and... um, Mm. I'm deeply emotional. You got to understand. It's very hard for me to get this out. Um, We're here for you, girl. Because it's like, which car do I pick? Because one leads to the other, to the other, to the other. Um, I am a person where I have come to realize that I like to be around a lot of people and a lot of positive energy. And I had to search myself and I had to find those answers and be like, you know, why can't you just be alone I like my alone time but then there's sometimes I legitimately want um you know like that group of friends you've had for like 20 years 30 years whatever um so I was born in Virginia um my mother moved to New Jersey when I was three um been with my dad ever since her, her husband whom I call my dad um so the other guy who um, was the sperm, the, the sperm donor, um, 
he he wasn't a part of my life. He raised my brothers and the stories that my brothers tell me it's fucked up. It's fucked up. And when I go around that other guy it scars me so much that I can't take it and I have to get away. Um I didn't grow up with my brothers and that bothers me so much that I didn't because I grew up like an only child. And it doesn't matter that you're an only child and you have every toy. It doesn't matter that you're an only child and you got a big ass backyard. None of that shit matters. Because I'd have friends that would come to my house and they would immediately get jealous and they wouldn't understand that I just wanted a friend because I didn't have my brothers. And I didn't have a sister because she was a stillborn. But, but because she was a stillborn doesn't mean that I... It's just... These scars carry over and that's why I'm so bubbly and I, and I always look at things in a positive light. Because I know the deep emotions that run through me and it's like there's a lot of stuff with family with me and it's not just like my dad. There's a whole family out there that I don't even know. My dad doesn't know who his father is and there's a whole family out there that I don't even know who's my, who, who's related to me. My granddad doesn't know who his father is so that's a whole other family out there that I don't even know about. And you don't even know how much scars that we, our family has because of the previous generation and the scars just trickle down. You know what I'm saying? And I probably am speaking like in riddles but my family that listens to this is going to understand exactly what I'm saying but I just legitimately wish that I grew up with my brothers I didn't grow up with my cousins I grew up by myself even I had one 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 cousin but he moved away when he was a kid and we had such an age gap that we wouldn't have got cool till we was both grown so I always felt like I was by myself. So that's why to this day, I'm so close with my mom and dad because I feel like they're all I have. It's my mom and my dad. That's why I go home every two weeks because it's just us. That's why I do everything with them. They're my best friends. It's just us. Although I wish I did live close to Meemaw because Meemaw, I love Meemaw. She's my world. <laughs> but my brothers, I just wish I grew up with them. You know what I'm saying? And I just wish the family was a lot closer. And that scars me in so many other ways that it leaks out in other situations. For example, I was I, I was with a guy in the past, my last relationship. And when we met, it was love at first sight. And once he realized that he really, really had me was when I saw his true colors. And by that time, I was like a deer in the headlight. And he can do whatever he wanted to do. And And the crazy part about this is is everything that I went through with him from emotional to physical to mental to verbal abuse I came out so strong at the, on the other end like a motherfucking phoenix y'all like <laughs> because after that situation I literally had to run to St. Croix for my life because the last time I saw him that man was was trying to kill me like on some real and I stayed in that situation because his three kids was there and they was children and I couldn't leave them. I couldn't walk away from them. Their mother dumped them on us when they was one and a half, two and four. How can I walk away from those beautiful kids when they mo mama didn't even want them? She may want them today, but she didn't want them back then. And he was negligent because he was too busy focused on other things outside of us. 
but I was there. I was in love. So because of the family breaks in my family, I couldn't leave those children because I knew damn well that I wasn't even raised by my dad. It was it was my mom's husband, who is my dad, that raised me. So how can I not care for these children knowing that this man was doing me wrong? So I went through a lot with him. But I came out stronger on the other end. And I know that one day I'm going to meet a man. We're going to have a family. We're going to have a beautiful family. And I'm going to and I'm going to begin to heal those scars. And that love is going to be like shea butter in the sun that heals the physical scars because I know that there is something out there. I can feel it and I know it and it's overwhelming and it's very emotional. Today I came in so upset, y'all, because I just couldn't believe that men don't talk to me. I haven't dated in so long. Men don't talk to me. And I was talking to my colleagues here and they was sharing with me like, Yushida, your energy is overpowering. Like you are in, in a good way. You know what I mean? And I, and maybe I intimidate. If, if you know what I mean, and maybe there's a man out there who sees that light, and he's like, "God damn, I want that. I want her with me. I want that son." So it's like all these scars, they 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 really they build up. They build up, and and it all started with the disconnect in the family, which I vow that I'm going to fix with mine. My children are going to know their family. I'm going to find my family. Trust me, I'm going to find my family. Whether you like it or not, I'm going to find them. But I'm messed up. And people in the fam who calls those scars don't even take the time to find out. They just think everything is all good because they think they can buy you a pair of boots from Short Hills Mall. Or they can give you $100 after you felt shameful for asking for it in the first place. In which you were trying to get change for. Situations like that are so petty. When all I really want is love and family because I don't care about the materialistic. I'm a heavily emotional person. That's why when I outpour, it's like, damn, because I don't do that often. I literally was sitting here listening to everybody and I was holding myself and everything I love. I was going to come to the mic and be like, I apologize, but I can't do it. That's why I immediately started crying. And I made the decision in this moment to share it because it needs to be said because it's going to cause some conversations that need to be that need to be talked about. Thank you for sharing in general. Thank you for sharing so deep with it. That number one is by far the bravest out of all of us, um, I can say. Um, <laughs> the rest I got to save for the book because it's a lot more. Um, you know, I would, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would hope you wouldn't go so, 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 so deep because um, there, there are scars scars on top of scars on top of scars on top of scars that's the 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 point of having this conversation is so we actually start bringing our scars to the surface um so let me ask you um with everything that you have been through um from from the little bit you just discussed just now uh how do you feel that you celebrate it how do you feel that you make it you turn all of that negative shit into a positive I have gotten to the point where I've broken out of this type of uh, thinking where now I have moved to New York I have my place I'm working I'm actively uh, I'm actively doing stuff I mean just by the appearance that uh, PJ and I did in power um, I have a script right now that I'm going over for um, 
for a pilot where some great things um, have actually come out of that. I mean, I sang background and toured with the Whalers. That was a beautiful experience. Like that's something to definitely celebrate. And if I allowed the past situation to beat me down, I would have never done it. And the way it happened was just vibe. Like I was in the right place at the right time and an opportunity opened because I was separate from the negative energy that was trying to keep me in a cage. So I say all of that to say that I've gotten to a place where I'm much stronger. I know who I am. I know what I want. I know what I'm willing to stand for. And I'm sacrificing and giving everything going into this acting and this singing. Um, because I left IT. I too was a corporate person, but I left. I was like, F this. I'm going to live my dream because I'm not going to be on my porch at 70 rocking my granddad talk about shoulda, coulda, woulda. I didn't want that for my life. So I'm going for everything with everything I got. And that past relationship taught me a lot about uh, music and business. So I utilized those things. I took um, the positive out of that, the little bit of positive that was there out of that negative situation. And I've used it to hone and focus on where I am right now. Um, so I celebrate it by the fact that when I leave out of here, I'm jumping on the subway, getting off the subway, stop walking down the street. And I'm, I have the keys to my apartment in Brooklyn, New York which I never even thought was possible. Ain't that, ain't that how it happened? Things that you never think that you never would have pictured yourself in the situation. Like when I moved back to New York and I was sitting here saying, you know what, I think I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know. I'm going to have to like start begging everybody for money. I don't know. I might have to go back to my younger days when I, when I, um, when I, like back when you were talking about how you 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 failed out, you know, like one of my issues is that I never finished college, you know, and my issue has always been I've never been good enough in any f circle because everybody and number one as a as a member of a of a three letter organization, you know, majority of us have degrees. I always feel like so like not part of the the right crowd, the cool kids club, you know. As far as maybe, you know, I don't have the the actual paper to say that I'm good enough, you know, but I have life experiences that those who have that paper cannot go through and cannot understand. And all of us in this room, like we in every way possible, no matter what it is, it's like we have to figure out a way to celebrate ourselves, celebrate our scars and shit that we've been through. Because we are moving forward and we are breathing heavy. Because it's hard to talk about. And you know what? You got to talk about it. You got to talk about it. I know. And I love you. I love you. I know. But I love you. I love you for doing it. Because, yeah, I mean, we've had we've had this conversation just like I've had it with Red. Blair, I'm going to come at you in another time. Oh, Lord, <laughs> you know, and see, and this is also another thing, like a part of the way I celebrate all that stuff, because I always feel like I want to help everybody else, because I know that I when I look at every last one of you guys, I see so much greatness in all of you. I mean, you can go ahead and hide yourself. Oh, you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I see so much greatness in, in all of you. And, you know, and that's the main reason why, you know, this was formed and how this was formed. You know, as far as highly melanated. Um, and I think that we each have that gift to see the greatness in others. Mm -hmm. That's why we have the circles that we have in self. 
you know, and no matter what, you know, no matter how similar you, she and I may be or not how many, how different you and I may be or, you know, the same way it goes for Blair and Red, you know, the, the point is everything that we have ever gone through in life, everything that we thought um, we had to feel guilt, we had to feel shame, um, we, we, we had to feel like we were a burden, like we were unwanted, like our families didn't care, you know. I mean, where we are now and where we're pushing forward, I mean, I'll keep talking on and on and on about this. I'm going to need y'all to jump <laughs> in because I, I, so, I feel so strongly about this. One thing I can celebrate is even though my biological father and grandfather was not really a part of my life, there were other men who filled their shoes mm. who, so that I didn't have a void. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Bishop Moore, my rock, that's my daddy. And shout out to Exford Ricketts, rest in soul, because that was who my grandfather was. Anytime he, he, he was from Jamaica, that's why his name is Exford Ricketts. So anytime I'm going to the horse track, I'm there. He gonna gamble, I'm there. He going to play car, he going to play numbers, I'm there. Ice cream truck, can I have a dollar? Always got that dollar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but those are just the small things. Like, I mean, we even used to pray together and read the Bible. Like, I have so many memories with them that they filled the void of me um, not having daddy issues. Although my brother says I do have daddy issues, <laughs> which I probably do. But there, was a, there wasn't a void, basically, which is a great thing because um, I had a positive influence, you know, with my dad, uh, Mr. Moore. Very, very positive influence, and he gave me a very beautiful life. It would have been nice, you know, if I had a little sibling with me. Mm-hmm. Probably would have been better, <laughs> but I can't complain because he he provided for me the best life possible. And he always made sure that I was taken care of, you know, even some, to this day. Sometimes siblings they know they fucked up to me. <laughs> yeah, but grow up without them, you're gonna wish you had them. Well, because so, you're gonna true. want that nagging. You're gonna want Is that. You always want what you don't have, and that camaraderie. I mean, sometimes your sibling can be your best friend, sometimes not, but sometimes they can be. And when you don't have them around, like my brothers were not around me. Period. But the love is not lost. And see, and it's not awkward with us. See that the the the, I feel so differently and weirdly about that. I'm, I'm I want to be closer to my brothers so bad and my sisters. Um, you know the ones that I just met. I just met them. So you know within the past nine years, I I had just recently posted a picture that I just took when I was at the beach the other day, and I look exactly like my brother when I first found out who he was. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my brothers now. My middle brother has a scar because I was kicked out because I was his. He was my shadow Mm -hmm. and he took all of me leaving and disappearing in the argument that I had with my mom talking about, you know, you just have two sons now. That's all you ever wanted. You know, that's all you cared about. I mean, I mean, I've had I've said this before, so at least I can say some some things like this. Um, But siblings, I it's it's a give and a take. I think I can only speak for myself because I don't really remember or know much about it with the uh with the intent of really, really wanting them to be there type of situation because they really were getting on my nerves. But then when they weren't there and I felt like I was being left out of their entire life, like I didn't matter, like, you know what, fine. And then I come to find out years later all these different things that I could have helped had I been present. But, you know, it goes back to, like, what we were saying before as well. Like, where 
whatever it whatever the topic is that we're talking about whether it be your siblings or you know the fact that you were in school and you didn't do too well or you know it's where you leave off at and i think that's like the the, the biggest thing um you know we, we leave off on like these bad notes where we're just all like oh you know i failed and that was it like it's not it you know right that's you, not the that's not the end of the story that's not like that's not how the fairy tale goes i mean you know so that's what true. is that song that's not how the story ends does bring on, it. on success hmm? so failure does bring on success oh no and yeah keep failing it does. absolutely it does. but i think a lot of people just get caught up in their thoughts the and true. their emotions you know if we have to take both sides of us and well how do you get how together. do you not get caught up in your failures if all you seem to do is fail and not every failure is a is a step backward. I think failures can be step forwards too. Leaps, actually. I think um, another really good tool to use um, is also just having really good people around you that you can trust, um, whether it be earlier on in your life or like later on in your life. Like you know, Yushi, when you were you know when we were talking about a couple of different things earlier, like I always. I always offer my like my candid opinion just so you can see like another way of looking at it. You don't have to listen to it. You don't have to take, you know, take it or do it, you know, verbatim. But it's always just a hand to reach out to you and say, well, did you look at it this way? And I do find that I do that a lot. The friends in in my circle, which I'm very fortunate to have you guys in my circle now. So, you know, I I love doing that to you guys. I do see when you guys do it to me. And I think that might be important as well, because it gets you to really understand that a failure is not really a failure. It's maybe just a brief pause. I I was just about to say, you know, it's just it's just a it's just a moment in time for you to reflect, you know, like and learn from it. Like shout out to my friend um, Mark. Um, he, he, we talk about a lot of different things, but like when I mentioned to him, uh, you know, whether it be, you know, relationship or job or family or whatever, his response is always like, oh no, you're better than me. I couldn't do it. (laughs) And I'm all like, well, why not? You know? And he's just all like, because he was just like, I I can't stand people and I can't do this and I can't do that. And da 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 And like, he, you know, he's, 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 I hope that you guys meet him one day because he's a very, um, very jolly and very, uh, very jovial individual. But his 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 uh, his tolerance. There you go. For a lot of different things and bullshit is like this big. Mm. Mm-hmm. So when I mention stuff to him, he's all like, and you didn't do. And how come you didn't? I'm all like, I don't know. You know, I'm just trying to like, I wouldn't have dared. I, I would have been out there. But, you know, that's his. <laughs> you know, people who always say what they wouldn't have done if they weren't in a situation is so agitating. Man, because let look. let me tell you, you can't you cannot tell you, somebody what you would and would not have done had you until you are in that and situation. I've, like I used to do that. Uh, like I used to say, I would never, or you, this is what I would have done. But no, like you had, I really realized, like you really true. don't know what what you're gonna say, do. Why wasn't I there? And I I've, <laughs> I've 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 changed it to say like, well, I what I. In this moment, the person I am, who I'm, who I am right now, I hope that this is how I would react to like X, Y, and Z scenario. But again, you never know until you actually in that scenario, in that circumstance where I mean, you have to make a yeah. decision or have something to say. You don't know what's gonna come out of your mouth 
until it has to come out of your mouth. And that's not to say that he had the answers to everything. I just know his personality type and mm-hmm. just knowing him as an individual for all these years, he meant every single word that he said and that he would not do or he would do this. So it, it's just always interesting just to know, like to take note of like who you're speaking to because then it's just like, why didn't I do that? Mm-hmm. How come I can't do that? You know? And um, and it's because everybody's trying to meet this status quo of what something should look like, you know. So in the age of social media and appearance, I feel like a lot of people are like, well, I got to look like this. I got to look like that. You know, um, something that, you know, I mentioned the, the school thing that was a very mental and emotional thing. But, you know, uh, for a long time when I was younger, I was always concerned about how I looked and what I should be doing and I should be working out and I should be. And and those things are fine. Instagram make you think that you like five times obese. But this is what I'm saying. Like I would I would be you know I'm sitting here like oh my god I'm wearing a medium. I'm like 400 pounds, which you are not. And no, but it makes you it makes you feel like that. And 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 meanwhile, like you can want you can want to work out. You can want to like look a certain way. But like do it do it for yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do it because don't do it for the gram. Don't don't like come on now like some of these people like I uh, Instagram I ain't even know. gonna be here for in in in, in, in I more was years. For somebody <laughs> to to come on with that I ain't gonna do it. Don't do it for the gram. No I ain't no. Gonna do it. And Instagram's gonna disappear just like Vine, just, just as quick sorry. as Vine did eventually. I mean, if this, so, if this Vine start, hilarious. Vine was hilarious. R.I.P. to Vine. Yeah, for real, because that lasted all of like. It was there for a second. And I feel like it was it just disappeared. It all was of a Instagram. <laughs> like my you favorite, know, my favorite there quote porn started happening from a movie Vine. is huh? he up and disappeared like a fart in the wind. That's what happened to Vine. <laughs> <laughs> Can you name that movie? Oh, Lordy. It's a miracle. A man up and disappeared like a fart in the wind. I'm so bad that you you stand so proud. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> I know it. Do you? Oh <laughs> uh, no, that's like um. Oh, that okay. Then that's for our listeners. Movies? For our listeners, um, comment at this point in the. Uh, the if you're ID. listening on SoundCloud right now, go ahead and make a comment and say if you know what movie that's from, and you will get a shout out in our next episode. All right, but before you do, all right, can you answer that question though? And then what question would you ask? How many black folk in this movie? A few. <laughs> There's one. One of them is the main character. Okay, just be like a fart and win. Okay, and nobody googling right now. Okay, cool. don't okay. google. No, we're not. We just so it's for our listeners. It's for our listeners. So okay. even if you think you know the answer, don't answer. My <sighs> listeners, I want y'all to answer because I believe in y'all. I know y'all gonna get it without googling it. Don't google it, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Dessert guys. So you know what are we? What is our main takeaway from this? You know, what is our, I don't even know what, what that's one thing I want to know, like you guys, like your, your your favorite like dessert, but. I literally was about to tell you that I had some cheesecake from Junior's the other day if that you was hitting. stay out of my head with this jam cheese. It was hitting. <laughs> okay, so cheesecake. I don't know if that's my favorite, but uh, that's that's the most recent dessert that I had that was everything. All right, sorry. sorry, cheesecake. Carrot cake. Carrot cake. Banana pudding, baby. Really? Mm. Made the right way, right. I with like actual vanilla crackers, not no, Thank not those uh, chest, so not those chest made uh, <laughs> cookies. <Okay>. Water crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, no, As no, right. ma'am. No, 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 I actually like some good cheesecake as well. Okay, um, yes, so. that's why y'all went the rock. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, 
Um, <laughs> final here. thoughts. Final thoughts. What are uh, what are we what are we taking away from this, Blair? Your life unfolds in proportion to your courage. So, repeat that, please. Your life unfolds in proportion to your courage. So you have to be courageous if that's you want pretty your deep. life to change. That's pretty deep. Thank you. I, like I thought about that. I like it. That was very deep. Thank I you. like it a lot. Thank I you. Like I, put, I put some thought into that, y'all. PJ, what is your final thoughts? My, um, my final thought, my last little bit of slice of this carrot cake I wanted to share with you guys, even though I really love carrot cake so much, I'm willing to share. With cream cheese frosting? That is the only place that cream cheese frosting belongs. What about on red velvet cake? That is not real cake. I knew you were going to say that. That is not. It stays, that should it be stays another thing. on carrot cake no the way God that, that intended. Should, that should be another thing. I read you, guys, know you don't like listeners, <laughs> listeners, do we like red velvet cake? Yay or nay? Nay. I did, so are you the listener? Thank the you comment. very much. Leave a comment. Leave a comment. Make sure you leave the right comment. And make sure it's a listener, not someone Which means that's on there as a host. Acid. Or white ass and just none of that cream cheese mess. I don't think about eating anything white. So <laughs> can you give us your final thought, please? <laughs> you know, like my final thought, and I mean, I, the reason why I try to like again, I go into like the humor thing because I really love making people laugh and I really love making people happy. Um, however, your your scars dwelling in the pain of them will only take you but so far and by so far it's really going to take you backwards in order to move forward with your life in order to be at a much better place mentally you need to look at your scars now if they're not physically available to look at you need to like emotionally stare at them there has to be a moment where you really pay attention to everything that you've ever been through and it, it, it propels you when you really face those 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 scars, those fears, all those things that you held so painful that made you cry, that made you angry, that made you just disappointed, made you feel guilty, made you feel shame. Put some put a little, put a little spin on it and understand that you had to go through that to get to where you are today. And you're a better person for having gone through that. Because you learned something new. Okay. I shared everything that I shared today because a conversation needs to be happened. Many conversations need to happen. The conversations that we are afraid to have as a family, we need to have them. Um, we need to have them. It's important. So, I wear my scars proudly. There are beautiful tattoos on my soul and on my body. And these scars has made and created the Yushi that is here on this mic today. So I have no regrets. <laughs> so my dad always quotes from Frank Sinatra, regrets too few to mention, but we do need to have some conversations because we all have scars like tattoos that line our body just like the tree that would line our ancestors. We have them and we need to deal with them. I love all of my family and I truly, 
just want to get to personally know my family and I truly want to be able to have the difficult conversation so we can get past it. Honesty is the best policy, right? I think that we go mm. through our lives a lot with really, if not lying to ourselves, really changing the narrative of what something is, right? Uh, I think that we, we we look at something and we go, it's not black, it's it's kind of dark gray, you know? It, no, it's black. Uh, and we have to take that moment to like really like be um, open and honest with ourselves because like I said before, no one else will do that for us. Um, you know, all of this guilt, it equals time. So all that time that you spend, um, you know, wishing and wanting and yearning and thinking that you could be better, you know, you should be better, or what will I do to be better, just be better. All this time is spent, you know, just wishing and wanting and yearning to be more and be greater. Um, and I, I think that if we do less of that, we'll have more time to be great. All right. All right. Well, if this, if, if you like what you hear, please rate our show. Uh, if you found us on iTunes, you can rate us five stars, five only. If you rate us anything less, just don't. Um, I'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, keep that to yourself. I'll find you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> I mean, you can email us to you know, but don't only positivity, guys. Um, so anyway, constructive guys, criticism, very constructive, uh, very minimal. Don't uh, just be throwing shade. <laughs> I'm just, an artist, and I'm the, sensitive about okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> So, yeah, so guys, you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, that's Highly Melanated Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, H underscore Melanated Pod. You can, like I said, you can email us at Highly Melanated Podcast at gmail.com. You can, okay, they're doing a titty dance at this moment. You can also leave messages on, <laughs> you can leave messages on our SoundCloud uh, and also leave comments on um, Twitter as well. Um, and yeah so you can just continue to do all of that and we thank you again for coming guys so with that we want to say goodbye <laughs> <laughs> yeah.